forever. <laughs> Dog. Manila. The trees growing out. I'm feeling extra glamorous tonight. Don't be a bitter bitch. Just make them eat it, honey. <laughs> Welcome to the chop with Latrice and Manila. <laughs> Where we give you the weekly recap and rundown of Canada's drag race. Who's on top? And who gets the chop? Chop, chop it, chop, chop. Let's chop it up. Yeah. Hey, Latrice. Oh, my God. Hey, you know what today is? What day is it today? It's Latrilla Day. Girl, I Facebook. saw that Facebook popped up and say, you, Latrice and Manila have been friends for nine years. Nine years. Now, I don't know, because, like, I, I, I consider, like, yes, Facebook is definitely, like, the official, like, bloop, we are officially friends. We are friends on Facebook for the world to know. But I consider you much closer of a friend even before that. Exactly. I don't actually know, like, the full-on timeline of when we met. But I'm no. so glad that nine years later, girl, here we are. We with still our own have a gamma. <laughs> still together. Cheers. 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 Cheers to that. Cheers. Happy Latrilla Day. Happy Latrilla Day. Wow. So, oh, this episode, girl, um, I no, I love me a ball, but let's go back to last week because okay. the queens were paired up um, for a rainbow railroad refugee makeover challenge, mm -hmm. which was, uh, I thought, really, really interesting. Um, but, uh, so Priyanka wins the maxi challenge and Lemon and Rita land at the bottom. And after an emotional Elena's Morris set lip sync, um, unfortunately, Lemon uh, is, uh, is sashaying away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we love Lemon. I mean, it's like every week and, and it's, uh, it's sad to see a queen go because, you know, I guess it wouldn't be fun to watch an entire season of all, all the queens just girls. hanging out, no, like chilling no, out. No, chilling out and having a kiki. No, it's not summer camp. But I'm glad uh, that Lemon was able to make an impression. She was definitely um, uh, one to talk about and <laughs> watch. So I enjoyed Lemon. So kudos to you, girly girl. Um, yeah, we're going to miss her. Uh, she was really fucking funny on the show. <laughs> <laughs> she made me laugh out loud. She did. She did. Um, so we have a message in our inbox. Um, right. Yeah. Hey, ladies, just wanted to let you know that the Rainbow uh, Railroad started as a Canadian charity, but they also have a chapter base out of New York City. Americans oh. can donate, too. So, yeah, get some coins out. And help bring some beautiful queer people safely, too. Um, just Google Rainbow Railroad and donate uh, through the website. Cheers from Toronto, Colton. Oh, well, thanks, Colton. Thanks, Colton. That's a porn name. Like <laughs> <laughs> we got another letter from Caleb. Um, Hello, mothers. Love what you've done with the place. The chop could not have come at a better time for me as I've recently taken up running 
And I didn't have a podcast to listen to on Monday. So thanks for helping me out and keep my girlish figures. I know you ladies have gone on record as thinking Jeffrey Boyer Chapman's critiques are interesting. (laughs) I was wondering if you got a chance to listen to your Forever Dog Sister podcast, The Rear View. A couple weeks back, JBC was brought up as a hot topic, and to my surprise, and it seems to the surprise of the podcast's other host, your drag race slash AS4 sister Monique Hart, came to his defense. Monique brought up the fact that the uh, that the reason many fans have an issue with Jeffrey is that they are not used to seeing a black man in a position of power. While I have not been a fan of Jeffrey's this season, I will admit that as a white man myself, I had not considered that until she said it. The drag race fandom clearly has a long history of being much more forgiving to white or white presenting queens than black queens. And I think that it's entirely possible this is now extending to the judges. Monique specifically referenced the lack of criticism in this harsh... uh, Monique specifically referenced the lack of criticism this harsh for Michelle Visage. I am wondering how y'all feel about this take, given that you both have the experience of being non-white queens in this franchise. Thank you for everything you do, Caleb, from San Antonio, Texas. So thanks, thanks, Caleb, for for bringing this up. Um, yeah, we uh, and do uh, we do encourage our listeners to also uh, listen to our other Forever Dog podcast um, with our sister Monique Hart. She, they have an entirely different take on things sometimes. So. What do you think? What do you think about this, Latrice? Well, I can um, I can see her point, Monique's point. Um, I don't necessarily agree wholeheartedly. Um, I think the fandom has just become toxic and feel like they can just say whatever they want to say and um, go and take the extra step to go harass and bully and belittle and make people feel horrible. Um, when it's something that's not that serious. It's a TV show, really, and it's a drag TV show at that. Um, The point I want to make is that, like, no matter what you feel, uh, no matter what we feel, our opinions, um, which majority of the world don't care about. So it doesn't matter. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. But what does matter is that you're hurting someone. This is a human being, and although I may not uh, agree with Jeffrey's... um, critiques or the way he delivers them i'm not going the extra step and going on twitter and tweeting about it i'm not going um a direct messaging him telling him to kill himself and it's just ridiculous like uh i experienced hate because i sent somebody home and then i experienced hate because uh manila got sent home instead of me and then it's like you can't please everybody and regardless of what you feel these are human beings and they have feelings and emotions and this and it's just really unfortunate that something that's supposed to bring people joy is uh producing so much hate throughout the community i will go on record and say i do not consider them fans because fans are not hateful fans adore and they uplift and they support if you are a, a a true drag fan, then you're not trying to uh, wish hate and death uh, threats upon uh, our fellow community people, members, LGBTQIA+, whatever. Um, this is supposed to be something lighthearted and bring everyone joy, and it's turned into this. And I'm getting, like, I'm hearing about, like, 
uh, Rita Baga is getting a lot of hate. And um, the girls from the show, um, um, Kine and Alona. And it's like, just really, if you don't have anything nice to say, shut up. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. Um, I, obviously, like, especially in these days, um, uh, race and racism is a big topic right now. And honestly, like, there are so many um, ways that it creeps into our regular lives and how we form our own opinions about things. And it is something that we all should be actively um, putting into our minds as a, a, a one of a, a, a reason why we may or may not think of some of, of things. So definitely, I think that Monique definitely did bring up a, a, a good point. Um, it's it can be about race for some people and they might not even know it. So right. I mean, I think we should be looking inward and and reflecting. Is this the is this the kind of um, content that we want to be putting out there for other people? Like, yes, uh, we uh, we deal with so much uh, awfulness in the world. And that's why a lot of us like we turn to drag to to you know, get out of reality and, and live in the fantasy. So let's not let's not drag the fantasy down with, you know, what the, the real hate that's going on in the world. So we encourage everyone listening to, you know, before you said before you hit post on that, take a take a step back and be like, do I need to be doing this? Do I you know need what I to mean? be doing yes. this? Yes, do I need to and be doing this? And what are you gonna get out of it anyway? It really is um just a, a way to to hurt. And so don't be that person. Don't be that person. And we understand that we are all loving all these queens. And, you know, like, as a viewer, we're we're siding with the... We, we always, like, side with the with the queens. You know what I mean? So, it it is hard when our favorite queens get bad critiques. And sometimes it's coming out of left field. But, you know, this is season one. These are our fresh batch of new judges. So, we'll take it easy on them. Okay? But... Okay. But, um... They they do have a say. They are the authority in this program. So what they say goes. And we're just going to have to deal with it, I guess. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. So if you guys want to write us anything, please message us at latriceandmanila at gmail.com. And maybe we'll even read your email here on the podcast every Monday. Yeah. So let's get into episode nine, The Snowball. There's a lipstick message. To my top four, I love you, I'm proud of you, and you're all dumb and ugly. (laughs) 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 Yes, I love that uh, these Canadian queens are so unapologetic. Apologetically, like in evil, like I mean, ap- apologetically evil. I think <laughs> they they uh, aren't afraid to be so lovey dovey and bitter bitches at the same time. I love, I love it. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, well, Scarlet still hasn't won anything. Um, oh. Safe your way all with all the way to the top, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's the way you do it, honey. <laughs> um, and well, pre, I like how Priyanka also calls her her win of the makeover challenge a redemption. She did she's that. Back, she's back in the game. She's back in the game. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, uh, I think at, at this point, at this point, I think the girls are are like now they're like counting and they're like, oh yeah, you have this many wins. This blah blah blah. Oh blah. yeah, it's down to the nitty gritty now, and so. Although, who knows if it's going to even count 
whether how many wins you have. It might not even matter in the grand scheme of things. Uh, you know, it just, you just, you know, have a wig full of rose petals and you take the whole crown in the last moment, right? <laughs> the last moment. It's about that last moment, honey. Yes. Uh, uh, so, so things are getting down to the wire. Down to the wire. The next day, we get a video message from Rue. Hell, Queens, I hope you're having an Arctic blast. Because the more you snow, the more you blow. And in, <laughs> and in this competition, the winner takes squall. Okay, well then, Stacy comes into the workroom with her fierce braided ponytail um, with her little, oh, like, green camo so outfit to deliver the mini challenge. So we got a mini challenge. We got Sabrina Jalice, uh, comedian extraordinaire, um, is here to run a screen test. She's casting for Oh, She Better Canada. She's looking for a scene stealer who will uh, who can portray a local chanteuse to sing Canada's national anthem. Yeah. Thoughts on the screen test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, Rita does very well, uh, and is that clear? Uh, like, bitch. <laughs> She's a clear choice. <laughs> like her character She's choice going is all so in. good. Yeah, bitch. Rita, Rita, like <laughs> stole the show. I mean, everyone did a great job, but oh my god, Rita was oh in a different my god. league. I literally was rolling on the floor laughing. It, it was, was hilarious. But she she like fell asleep at the part. Yeah, the one part, on the slow and, one. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, Sabrina Chalice comes and she like walks over and kind of wakes her up and then she wakes up and keeps singing. Starts singing. Bitch, that was so funny. So um, funny. Jimbo was her usual hilarious self. Absolutely. I love when I love when she had like the see-through top with her breastplate showing through, and they said, "Oh, are you having a wardrobe malfunction?" And she's like, "Oh no, there's no malfunction here." <laughs> Jimbo's a sexy, slutty clown, and uh, those boobs are for your enjoyment. Um, I know that Sabrina Jalice is of, um, of uh, she's a lesbian, so I'm hopefully, hopefully this like you know with points for Jimbo, <laughs> right? <laughs> Do you think Scarlett even knows what a tongue pop is? Because that was not that. She was like, uh, Sabrina was like, can you do it? Uh, sing the national anthem with tongue pops, and she's like. She's like, like she's tasting food. She's like, I'm like, that's not a, that, that? Is not a that is not it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, at this game, we only have four contestants. So, like, I, I feel like, you know, these mini challenges are, 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 are they just, like, filler to fill up the time? At because this point, at this moment. I mean, but, like, I feel like they could have gave them extra time and skipped this mini challenge for the ball. Like, if you're going to have to do three looks, bitch, like. Can't we just yeah, <laughs> but I gotta say, I really did enjoy. I really did enjoy watching this. And as an American uh, watching this, it is it's it's really interesting to watch a, a television show that that airs in a, in a country where they're basically like free range to make fun of the national anthem. Here in America, we hold this <laughs> oh our national anthem song as like holy, sacred material. You have to be standing up. You have to remove your garments. You have to put your hand over your heart. Uh, even if you're in a wheelchair or you are protesting <laughs> against the uh, brutality of police. Like this is something like literally people fucking go insane. Like, remember when Roseanne Barr sang the national anthem? Oh my God, they lost, America lost their shit. And and here we have 
Canadians who are 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 just showing off how how uh, lax and relaxed they are about you know poking fun at themselves. I mean, I, maybe I'm not sure. Maybe like this whole this whole episode is getting banned somewhere. Um, I don't know. There might be some um, national Canadian nationalists. We never know. We never know. Ultimately, Rita uh, Bagger wins the mini challenge, and uh, it's a $1,000 gift certificate courtesy of Dirt Squirrel. Ooh, those are a sexy underwear. I'll, I'll uh, want to see Rita in that underwear. You do? I'm, why not? Why not? <laughs> she got a, a $1,000 worth of underwear from Dirt Squirrel. She might as well model it up. I'm going to see that on your Instagram, Rita, okay? Ooh, you um, better do it. Okay, well let me um well let me, let's take a break while I'm uh dry off my my downstairs area for this Her uh, French Canadian by my wop. <laughs> and we'll be right back, guys. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place all on your terms. We all know everything is online these days and it's important to stand out. Good web design will engage your audience. You know it's true. Right, and the business needs a website to feel real. And that's why Squarespace is so important. The good people at Drag Queen of the Year use it with great success. It's true, we did. We said we need a website and we need it fast. And guess what? Squarespace is fast and it looks really good. You don't have to know code or anything. Yeah, Squarespace has Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system. It's never been easier. Start with a best in class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. Plus, you can easily sell your products on an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. And the analytics are detailed and very helpful. Learn where your site visits are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. You can even build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. They've got it all. So check out squarespace.com slash drag for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code DRAG, drag. to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash drag. And we are back to the chop with Manila and Latrice. And this time and for the maxi we, challenge. Uh, yeah, we got a maxi challenge. Yeah. It's the snowball. So now it's three different looks. Um, hot enough to melt the deep freeze. So uh, they want to see some 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 high fashion ball realness yes um first of all i li- i like the fact that um uh, they took some time to explain to the audience um you know cuz it's like you know it's like a new audience in canada so they explained the ball scene and its importance to our 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 community uh, i thought that was really great Good for um them. but we have three categories the first category is a ce ho 
executive <laughs> holiday party realness. Now I love I love this because I I I've always loved executive realness as a category. I, Same. It's it's one of my favorite because like it is nice to get dressed up like a businesswoman. The boss you know? and it's the boss bitch. Yes, and to see all those broad shoulders and shoulder pads and suit jackets <laughs> is always interesting to see how the girls interpret it. <laughs> then we have the second category, the icy walk of shame. Yes, honey, these sluts are coming back home from a night of drinking and going and being sluts. And this is what they look like, girl. This is what they look like. Mm-hmm. And then the challenge, the most challenging one, which is category Ice Queen Eleganza, which they have to make from scratch with fabric from the Fabric Land wall, jewels from LAG Concepts, and any of the wintry items that the pit crew delivers. Oh, Canadian pit crew! <laughs> you know, Stacy yeah. just loves bringing in the pit crew. She does. I know she does. They are um, so fucking fine. I wish they would just stand there the whole time. They should just have a live feed of just like the pit crew. Just like now, you know, there. I'm just curious because you know they were filming in the wintertime, I think, and it was cold, but they were awfully tan. Did you catch that? Well, I feel like they are people of color, so they have a little extra like color. Melanin? In their... That's melanin. Yes. Oh, but they're that. also, but they're also, uh, you know, underwear models. So you know, they 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 take care of themselves. They probably, uh, they probably put some full coverage foundation on the masses. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. That is what it was. Well, I loved watching every bit of their abs walk into the room, <laughs> all the lubed up and ready to go. Um, <laughs> so, uh. Priyanka says she's an okay designer, uh, but she's not a sewer. Uh, she's a gluer. And yeah. <laughs> so she's just gluing everything she can find on this corset, which I'm just like, girl, that ain't Uh-oh, gonna this get is not it. good. This ain't I gonna know, get it. Right? Priyanka's all like happy that she had won a challenge. And then she Priyanka is like a roller coaster realness. She like, is she's a roller coaster. Up and well, down and up and down. So this makes I me so nervous watching her click. <laughs> glue these things together like seriously (laughs) seriously i was having some season three episode uh two flashbacks when we had to do that christmas thrift store like uh, runway Uh and uh yes i i was getting really worried for our girl priyanka you know stacy's coming through the workroom and despite the fact that we're all making like the stuff like actually stacy's like really not concerned with (laughs) with what they're making no not really. But she has she's, some... she's she's more like interviewing the girls, more like a heart to heart, getting to know them kind of situation. She don't really she's really not like okay. she she even said like I'm a model. I don't make my clothes, I just wear them. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so Jimbo being the good Samaritan, you know, Scarlett is struggling to make this cape, honey. She got one piece of fabric and Jimbo is like, okay. I gotta help you, girl. I can you I can't go through and watch you suffer like this. But you gotta make this cake. It's four pieces. She's like, but I only have one piece of fur. She's like, right, so you cut it into four pieces. She's like, right, but I only have one piece. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> she doesn't get she, I don't think she, she understands get, that you you're supposed to take a big piece of fabric, cut it into cut different it shapes, sew it back together, together. and it becomes a garment. <laughs> This is how much Scarlett doesn't know how to make clothes. 
at this point, like, honestly, I have no idea what to think because, you know, obviously, like, Jimbo, she says she makes costumes, so I'm not really worried about her. She's actually, she's she's so confident that she's, you know, giving help to Scarlett. But, like, we got Priyanka glue and shit to a corset, which, you know, like... <laughs> um, Rita Baga is carving some really interesting shape of uh, hip pads right now. I don't know what the fuck she's doing right now. Um, and uh, uh, Scarlett doesn't understand the concept of cutting fabric into pieces and sewing them back together to make... I, I don't know. <laughs> she does not. She does not. But... Um... I can't wait to see these lovely creations that these ladies have glued and glued together. Because, bitch, I didn't see but one sewing machine going the whole entire time. I I saw a lot of hot glue guns going. um, (laughs) But, hey, it's Canada, so maybe they were just, like, cold and they just needed some, like, heat up in that workroom. Yeah, that's (laughs) it. That is it. No, that's the reason why. Okay, it's not because they can't sew, it's just because they were cold. Because <laughs> they're cold. Hmm. Oh my goodness. So it's Elimination Day. Mm-hmm. Rita's father is her number one fan, which I find amazing. Um, he runs a construction company, so she thinks um, it's unexpected that he's a drag supporter. And I was just so, like, my eyes welled up because I was like, oh, that is so sweet because all we want as gay boys is our father's acceptance and approval. And she has that. That's, like, that's awesome. Yeah, and to and to know that it's coming from, like, you know, your, what you would typically consider, like, oh, he's going to be very, he's, he's, like, masculine and butch. The, the, yeah, he's a construction, construction worker. Yeah. Uh, but, wow, like, just... Just because a show like you know you can love love your love everyone you know it, it doesn't matter who you are you can still love you know and support your kid support your kid in their dreams and look and Rita and look what because there's Rita Baga is slaying she's slaying so she's slaying. it's like there's a lot to be proud of and if like that could have happened probably a lot sooner for a lot of us had we had the support that we needed so yeah. Yeah. Well, I also think that, you know, like, of course, like, you know, obviously uh, uh, older generations might look at what we do as drag queens as uh, potentially, um, y- you know, it's, a, it's kind of a scary path for people that don't know about it. But I feel like Rita Baga is portraying what a loving uh, a parent can do can do to support someone's career and how far they can go with that support. Mm-hmm. Um, we, on the other hand, we got Scarlett um, and she is, uh, she's talking about how her mother is um, her biggest support and her best friend. And um, even though growing up was difficult for Scarlett and she, as she witnessed the abuse of her mother um, from her stepfather um, and how traumatic and emotional that has become, um, I think it's really cool that that relationship between son and mother is strengthened because of it. And it gives Scarlet this, um, you know, this like fight in her to like, you know, f- to kind of make up for what she feels like she might have like not been able to do as, as a young child uh, in an abusive home. She touched me so much because I can totally relate. Um, Coming from an abusive household where 
my dad was the same way with my mom and I, it was just it was ooh, traumatic and being helpless you're just a kid and what can you do you want to protect your mom and you want to help your mom but you're just too little and you you're no match for a grown-ass man so my heart was just sinking and melting um for scarlet thank you for sharing but uh i completely i'm so glad that your mom is your best friend because my mom was mine too so I get it. I get yes. it. So it's ready for the main stage. I'm super excited because we have our extra special guest host, Michelle Visage. Oh, yes, honey. The girls they're, are freaking the fuck they're out. They're losing their minds. Losing their minds. Yes. yes. Mother okay. Michelle is in the house, baby. Yes. I'm so excited. Like, first of all, Michelle Visage uh, is a legend. Um, and she's been, you know, like they wanted her to be the judge on the first season of RuPaul's Drag Race, but she was unavailable she, yeah, for the first unavailable. two seasons of Drag Race, yeah. but she was unavailable. So the fact that she's here now as the guest host of Canada's Drag Race, it's, it's like literally like, I feel like we are like passing the torch, like officially. Kind of, sort of, right? Yeah. What was so refreshing was hearing her voice through the announcements because it felt like home again a little bit because... We're used to hearing Michelle's voice, you know, on the reunion. She's always, you know, doing the voiceovers and everything. So it was good to just see her on the runway, in her element, looking fabulous. And um, it looks like she took that little, like, diagonal trim off of uh, Scarlet Bobo's makeup <laughs> from last week, and she just put it on her jacket. She just found the scrap laying around there just off that fucking that, that bodysuit of Scarlet Bob. She's like, let me just pin this on my jacket. No, I'm, oh I'm assuming God. that that's no. some expensive ass you know, designer garment that she no, has. No, Michelle's a cheap queen. Pitch, please. You know she cheap. Oh, well, she's her cash ass. And then no she's reselling ca- this shit on pro- <laughs> Yeah, but I she live. look good. Well, that's, that's drag. That's drag. That's well, let's drag. get to the snowball right after this break. And we are back to the chop with Manila and the tree. <laughs> and it's the runway of the snowball. I love I love the balls. I, love I know balls. you love balls. I we, yes! we know you love balls, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, but it's cold. The balls are shriveled up right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So category is executive holiday party realness. Yes. yes. Okay. I I love well, I just I said I, I love the real um the holiday executive realness. Um, we got Jimbo in this eighties trench coat. And then she like opens it up and it's like, you know, slutty mistletoe in her crotch. Uh, we got Rita Baga in some random Navy dress with like her little, like credentials clipped on here and some big, like Dame Edna glasses. Uh, Priyanka, uh, she is full on Christmas couture. 
She is like dressed like a Christmas tree three piece suit. Um, and then we got Scarlet. Uh, she dumps the wrapping paper and she's in her newsprint uh, power suit and she's just burning money. Yes. If More she's fire listening, for Scarlet. I love Scarlet. And she, if she's listening, I want her to channel some Goldie Hawn because she was giving me Goldie Hawn vibes. Uh, very um, overboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was she was giving me some ab fab, you know. Ab fab with too. The yeah, yes, the yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Next category is après the après ski, or the icy walk of shame. That's it. Après means after in French, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't speak French. Are you? Or maybe re- it's. I, 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 maybe it's one of the words in French I know is. Après. You did well with the with the the French. Yes, I've know. been I've been listening to Rita Baga's French Canadian accent this whole season. <laughs> I'm picking it up, girl. <laughs> Good for you. What are these looks? What are these looks, girl, Jimbo? Uh, <laughs> I've been the ski weekend party girl platform. She looked cute though in these that big old platform shoes. With I the love those rainbow platform <laughs> shoes. Yeah, typical toilet paper on your shoes. Yes, that's very that. <laughs> Nobody told you, girl, you don't got no friends. Uh, Rita Baga, uh, a mother in a tracksuit and the mullet. Oh, my God. It was so not runway, but it was definitely performance art. It was girl, with so the, with funny. The, with the marker on with her the face? Mar- yeah. <laughs> That's happened to me, so, like, it's relatable, I guess. <laughs> um, Priyanka actually looked like you did a couple of times on the cruises. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wasted. Wasted, but still fabulous. Still, still, fabulous. still ready for a picture with fans, but just wasted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's Scarlet Snow Bunny with the latex and the icicles on her body suit and her hair. And her hair. She looked, yeah, that she was great. cute too. A she little furry, really little like leg warmers. That was cute. I'm loving Scarlet. Our... Yeah, she's turning. Yeah. Up. Final category is Ice Queen Aganza. So, okay, these are the outfits that the girls wore. Um, Jimbo's in this, like, iridescent crown with this long hair with pearls in it, this big, massive icicle crown. Uh, Rita Baga has, like, her mermaid cut. She's got, like, these uh, projections of, of ornaments coming up from the foam that she cut. She's got a, a, a hat. She can't really walk in it, but, like, she's got this crown. Of, of, of Icicle. Dramatic. Very, uh, very yeah, dramatic. very Lion the Witch in the wardrobe. Um, Priyanka, uh, corset. Corset with uh, some shit on it. Shit on it, stuck. hanging paper, paper <laughs> ornament. Wow. <laughs> and Scarlet Bobo is like giving us like if, uh, you know, Mad Max was in the Arctic Tundra. She is like ready for Damn. a warrior, war or something. Like she yeah. has fierce bikini cape moment. What do the judges think, though? What well, do the judges think? Well, the judges got lots to say. <laughs> yeah, they, give, they have some advice. Uh, Finally, I, some advice. Late. Yeah, very late in the game. Um, we got some specifics. Um, uh, Jimbo, they said that she couldn't really walk in her gown, which I, I didn't really notice at first, but yeah, I guess, you yeah, know, I guess it's always, yeah, I guess so. It's hard. Um, and then they complained that her makeup again was too white. Um, that's a critique we've heard before. Um, 
And I, I feel like with all the amazing looks and uh, wow moments that Jimbo's had um, in the past of the season, I feel like the judges just did not, they just were a little bit underwhelmed. With underwhelmed, looks. yeah. Well, and then her makeup, she wasn't happy with her makeup. And I was definitely, definitely going, what happened? <laughs> like, this is not what we thought was going to happen. Oh, yeah. You yeah. remember You remember in the, the Meet the Queens uh, uh, we, we we covered this in episode one of this podcast. Um, Jimbo had said in her Meet the Queens that she likes, likes to change up her makeup and sometimes she gets a little bit rushed. Um, she, she needs a little bit more time. So this seems like when she was talking about that, she was talking about this specific this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Girl, she wasn't even wearing lashes. Girl, like, I don't know what had happened, but she definitely ran out of time and the fantasy that, whoa. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jimbo likes to do the most uh, a lot of the time, so I feel like it, it got a little bit ahead of her in yeah. this particular thing. Well, for Rita Baga, uh, she also didn't quite hit the mark either. Like, her final look was eleganza, but she couldn't walk in it, and it wasn't, like, completely finished. Like, when she walked to the back, bitch, all we saw was foam. Like, it was yeah. definitely like, okay, girl, we see that this yeah. is hodgepodge. Craft. She ran out of ornaments because Priyanka <laughs> stole them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, she put them all on the front. The thing of it is, like, you gotta like, yeah, do it you, in, put... you gotta layer it. Like, do it in yeah, layers yeah. and don't, and that way everything is covered, and then you can only, yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens to me sometimes. Amateur drag mistake. It's like you know when you like try to, you're putting your rhinestones. You got your four grosses of rhinestones, <laughs> and you put them on, and then you realize you only have enough for like, like one side. <laughs> What's that, girl? <laughs> Yeah, you gotta space that shit out. You gotta space yeah. it out and then fill in the fill in <laughs> the, the spaces space. as exactly. it goes along. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, she I mean, did. I also think that the judges really didn't. Um, they did not really feel like her executive realness uh, CE Ho look really hit no, the mark either. That did not. And then that uh, walk of shame look, despite being entertaining to see, wasn't quite like Drag Race runway. Material. Ball, ball worthy. Ball worthy. Yeah, ball I guess so. worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So then we get to Priyanka, and I think the judges agreed that her performance on the runway really was able to help sell these looks. Uh, fashion, but funny. Um, although unfortunately, her her uh, eleganza look Bad was. Uh, with Michelle Visage as your guest host, this was not the day to be gluing things to a corset. You better know that that um, is not what she wants to see, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, Priyanka really had like a bad thing with this, like the 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 challenge on the eleganza side, but the other two categories made up for it in a way because you know it, it really was. It, it really like helped balance it out a little bit. She wasn't right. like terrible in everything because like the first two were so good, right? Like that Christmas right. executive realness was that so was fantastic, so fantastic. So and good. then the uh, whatever that the, the walk, walk of shame, shame look was was hilarious and funny was and fierce. On. And then she, you know, it basically was a fierce outfit that she just kind yeah. of like acted like she was you know hungover. So. <laughs> I hear you, girl. Because you can be hungover and still look good. And right? still look good. It's true. She was in character. Um, Scarlet Bobo, though. Baby. Mm. 
the looks were all successful. I was just like, bitch, she is peaking at the right time. See, when you stay consistent, when you get towards the end, bitch, somebody gonna be good, somebody gonna be bad. And she yeah. was good in all three categories. And that consistency wins the race. And she yeah. was consistent in the patch, in the ball. So that, to me, that's that, that, that's how you do the challenge right there. How 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 was that? Because she seemed so, uh, she seemed like so unprepared with the sewing challenge. But like, of but I know those up type. There, of, her look was fantastic. Because I know those type of girls. I know those girls. They may not can sew, but they can create a look. And she created a look and a fantasy. It made a bit. It might have been a hot glued mess, but not on the outside. You know what I'm saying? On the outside, it looked fabulous. But you don't want to get into the construction of that shit because it's gonna fall apart and it ain't gonna be too pretty. But I bet you she hot glued some shit together and made it work, and it looked amazing. Yeah, she had she had everything in the right place. Like it, it was dr- dramatic. Uh, it, it it was it it was. Uh, successful in like giving her the shape that they want because I know that the judges were like really concerned with a lot of people's shapes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Scarlet Bobo, what a f- sickening! This is the right sickening. time. Way the to right go, time. Bobo. Way oh to my God, go. I'm so fucking proud of her. Yeah. Yeah. Totes. Well, then the judges. They get oh god, girl! Oh, oh this is the hope part. You're wearing waterproof mascara girl. because the judges pull out like childhood pictures of everyone. And they start asking the uh, asking the contestants what they would tell themselves as children. Oh my and- god! <laughs> and it's just that's the moment. Everybody's breaking down. Everybody's just breaking down, and it's just so beautiful to hear um, them talk to them their little selves, their little. Oh yeah, girl. And then like once the once Jimbo started getting a little teary, then Rita Bagger was getting a little teary. I was just like. <laughs> this was this we had some we had some um we had some really fun moments in this episode and then we have some like really like heartfelt moments in this episode and i really love that drag race is able to give us all of this and we get to see the fun fabulous sides of everyone then we get to hear a little bit about their history and like where they came from and i just think that it's just like a really well like great way to like show like how how much and how many, you know, multifaceted these queens are. Yeah. But the entire time I was thinking while I was watching all these queens crying on the runways, how much this must upset Bianca Del Rio. Because <laughs> she hates, <laughs> she hates when that people, part. She hates but, when people cry on the runway. <laughs> she doesn't have a fucking soul. That's why she has no soul, girl. You can't get that queen. Um, but... No, it's it, that. That's the moment, though. Like, I, like I knew it was coming, and as soon as they started whipping up them pictures, I was like, "Oh, here we go, here we go, girl!" And it was it was beautiful to, to witness them uh, talk to their their little former selves and let them know that they're gonna be okay. Um, Priyanka was the cutest. Though. Just be gay. Just be gay just sooner. sooner. Just come just out gay. sooner. Just tell your, tell your a kindergarten teacher that you're a, that you're a homo. I love that. I love uh, that. I, I, I do love that. And I, I honestly, like, I do feel for that because I really wish that, like, I had the courage to come out sooner because, I mean, once I did, once you accept that and love that part of yourself, like, everything just becomes it's, so much easier. It feels like a mad, like magic happens. Like, all of a sudden, like, things just happen. And 
you all of a sudden get connected and you meet your tribe and it's, 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 you realize that you are okay and there are more of you. But yeah. we didn't know that as little kids. We were just too scared. Yeah, we didn't have um, Canada's Drag Race. That's why. We didn't. That's true. <laughs> we did not have that. So after so. everyone's done crying, the, they excuse the girls back to the workroom. Girl, Miss Priyanka turns into her second look. She gets drunk, girl. She gets a little, <laughs> she gets a little wasted. Um. Uh, in, in, in there, uh, in the workroom. She double fist in. Double girl, she had two in. drinks in hand. She is sucking on both of them at sucking the same them down, time. Girl, mm-hmm. oh my god! But they all um have conversations about being top four and the critiques from Michelle, um, which I'm sure carried so much weight for them because, bitch, you know she's she's bitch. She's, there's RuPaul, and then there's Michelle. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, because like at this point, like you know, obviously, like you know, the the Canadian uh, judge judges panel is is really strict and harsh. You know, like you know, they are running a tight ship up there. Yeah. Um, but now we have like the OG judge of OG. like you know judge. So like now this is like really really like real now. You right. know, he's like jit. Um. Well, we get back. The judges, the judges decide that we have a winner, and it is our uh, Susan Lucci of the, of, the con- of the contest, Scarlett Bobo, winning Whoa! a seven day tr- uh, seven day trip or two to Vienna, courtesy of Air Canada Vacations. So, congratulations, girl! Congratulations, girl! Queen. We've been te- we've been wait- rooting for you and waiting for this moment, so you is having your moment. Hallelujah! Woo! Yes, and you know well what? deserved. Slow and steady wins the race. I am very happy because you know, like they were comparing all the wins, but you know what, uh, Miss Scarlet Bobo should have been doing is being like, "How many times have you been in the bottom?" Bottom. Bitch? That's what she. Now, how about that? Yeah, she can count yes. zero. She can say zero with pride, honey. Which is which is amazing because you know, like this is the chance. Like we have seen. Some of these queens lip sync. We know that they're. We know what their tricks are. We know their lip sync styles. Yeah. But when we go move forward to the finale, Miss Scarlet Bobo has never lip synced. No, we have we don't no know. fucking idea we what have the no fuck clue. she's gonna pull out of her she, fucking dress. Whoa! She gonna pull wait, a sword out of her throat. That's what I'm saying this she gonna juggle got fire. She got tricks. She has an arsenal of tricks that has not been. Scene. So I yes. cannot wait to see what's going to happen because this bitch is literally on fire for me. Like I had, it, I think I had it right up until now, up to top four. Like this is the top four that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, but past that, I didn't know what they were going to do. I didn't know if they were going to just have a finale or what. I don't know what they were doing. But now that I see what is happening, it makes sense. It makes sense. Okay, well, unfortunately, that means our bottom two is Rita and Jimbo. Sad, sad, sad. Ooh, um, see, these are like these are two of my favorite queens in this uh, season. I, I, I love me some Jimbo. Like she, from the beginning, she was just yeah. a hoot, and I'm loving Rita Bega. She's just so like. She's just everything that she's this competition seasoned. needs. She's very seasoned. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's still, and she still is like, she's like an old queen who's not afraid to get dirty because she's in part. there with the kids, reading the kids just the same, right? <laughs> Down. 
Um, <laughs> so they lip sync to uh, the song Closer by Tegan and Sarah. Rita Baga is our winner. And my God, Jimbo falls to the floor on the runway as she slowly acts, screams, why? So extra dramatic. Um, literally carries and crawls out of uh, the main stage. <laughs> yeah, she thinks, fuck you. Go, fuck you. You guys don't fucking love me. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I feel like in this lip sync, I feel like... Um, you know, I feel like Jimbo's crown was just Distracting. too cumbersome. Yeah. Because she was like holding her wig to keep it balanced. Yep. I feel like she she should have just taken it off, and then yep. she would have been able to to really put her one hundred percent into the into it. Like you know, like Rita Baker, she like brought a scissor. She's new. Like, hey, I can't I can't right. move in this this trumpet skirt. So she's gonna like uh go all, go cut it off so she can actually move around yep. and you know like. When you prepare for uh, a lip sync, you got to make sure you're able to perform. And, you know. That's the challenge. And that's what it is. The lip sync for your life. I feel like that the maybe the crown was attached to the hair. And if she took off the hair, the crown would go. Uh, I mean, the, but took she off the had, crown, the hair she would had, go. She had that time in the workroom. She could have, like. Have figured re- that out. Refigured it out, maybe. Like, yeah. I, I mean. Detached At, at this point, like, there's only four of them. So, like, 50% chance that you're going to be in the bottom. You know what I mean? 50%. That's a good way of looking at it. Yep. You're only four of you, 50% chance, bitch. And you got the critique, so you ought to know. So. Well, now we have a, these girls have a 33.33333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333
It's the fucking sound effects, people. Oh my god, I've been listening. <laughs> they were so distracting now. Swing. I'm like, nothing happened, bitch. And there's a sword slice going on. Bells going off. All this shit is just happening. There's no reason for it. So this week, the sound people were like, y'all push too many buttons, bitch, because there was nothing going on. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I kind of love it because it really adds to the cartooniness of well, the Well, it got real like, cartoony this episode. It, it, uh, is, it is so extra. It's so extra. So extra. Girl. <laughs> they don't just have like the, you know, like the little rattlesnake noise that like the no. shade button that we were used to. They got like... They have like slices, the slices. And they got like a like, like a weird like um, Sailor Moon. Sweet. Yeah, that what, one. Is that? What, is what is that? What is that? My my chop moment this week is having to see Jimbo go. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, I'm not ready for it. Jimbo, please come back. <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, no. I f- fucking fell in love with Jimbo. I tough. mean, damn. Yeah, yeah but it like, sucks, but somebody gotta go, girl. Someone's gotta go. And you know what? To be honest, like, it doesn't really matter if you make it all the way to the end. It doesn't really matter if you win the damn prize. Um, You, you no. get bragging rights. But, like, I know for a fact that Jimbo is going to have one of the most successful careers Absolutely. after this after this season. Absolutely. And I can't wait to see her back on a Canadian All-Stars Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, you know we love you, Jimbo. So we are <laughs> sad to see you go. But, bitch... We'll see you. We'll see lots of her. So, yay, Jimbo. Mm, Jimbo. <sighs> well, that's well, our tops and our, and our chops. Just a reminder, if you have been listening to our show on the Race Chaser feed, now is the time to make sure that you are subscribed to our show's specific channel. So make sure that you go to uh, search for The Chop with Latrice and Manila on your favorite podcast app and hit the subscribe button so you can join us as we move forward. Uh, And we're out of time. So we want to thank you so much for listening to The Chop. We uh, have new episodes every Monday. So make sure you subscribe to our show and you can rate and review us on your podcast app. You can send us an email and we might even read it on the show next week. So just email us at latriceandmanila at gmail.com. And you can follow us at Latrice Royale and at Manila Luzon. We'll see you next week to find out who gets the chop. The Chop is not endorsed by World of Wonder, Creative Canada, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Canada's Strategy Race and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their prospective trademark and copyright holders. Forever Dog. The Chop is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media. Mom. Hosted by Latrice Royale and Manila Luzon. Produced by Big Dipper. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Bally. Alaska Thunderfuck. Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio. And Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is The Chop by Manila Luzon and Latrice Royale. <laughs>